Welcome to the Treeleaf Zendo podcast. Treeleaf is a Soto Zen Sangha available anytime, anywhere at treeleaf.org. Come sit with us. This is Jun Do. Welcome to Tree Leaf. Uh, since we're old friends, I've invited you into a place where I don't even let most of my family come in here. But this is my uh, office and my uh, reclining bicycle. And as you can see, I got a pretty nice view of the garden here. I actually uh, received this as a birthday present about 10 years ago. And I've been pretty good using it. I do about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes on this bike almost every day, plus a little of this weight training. As you can see, it has resulted in this magnificent physique. But actually, as I look at myself on the screen, I gotta admit, sitting on this reclining bike, I do look a little silly, but don't tell anybody. Anyway, our subject today is why people fail at Zen. And there's another reason why people fail at Zen. Last week I said, it's because people don't know how to quit chasing. They don't know how to just sit and be still. Well, this week, the reason I'm going to discuss for people to fail in Zen may seem quite the opposite of that. People don't know how to chase. And they're too complacent in sitting still. What do I mean by that? You know, the old Zen teachers always, always talk out of both sides of their no-sided mouth. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast, you might have to use your imagination to see me on this bike right now, but uh, maybe it's better than seeing the real thing. In any event, last week, we chased too much. This week, we don't chase enough. Why? Saying that we have to be radically still, content, complete, with the moment as it is, with things just as they are, does not, does not mean, let me underline that, does not mean that we should stay complacent, content, wholly at one with how things are in the moment, if that means that we're just going to be complacent with our angry, greedy, wallowing, jealous, oh, woe is me selves. There are things about us to fix. There are qualities to improve. There are aspects of our lives to make better. If we're going to reap the fruits of this Buddhist way. I mean, I sit, this is my Zafu right here. I sit in this little corner here every day, but I also sit on this bike and I also get out there into the world because this Buddhist practice is not about just one thing. It's constant 
a practice, constant choices to make, constant crossroads between the good and the bad, the chance to be angry or the chance to forsake anger, the chance to be greedy or the chance to forsake greed, the chance to feel jealousy or the chance to, well, just allow and be. Constant crosswords, not crosswords, crossroads, and we must keep moving. I'm not sure exactly what this does, but do this for a while. 150 of these. Well, I'm not going to be able to talk to you in count, so I'll just keep going here. Buddha spoke of the Eightfold Path. Things like right speech, right livelihood. It's true. There are right ways and wrong ways to behave if you are a Buddhist practitioner. I'm not saying anywhere out, uh, anyone out there is a saint, or that you can be a saint, or that most of the human beings I know are saints. I'm sure not. But we need to try to be the best, most compassionate, wisest Buddhist practitioners. Scratch that. Wisest, most compassionate, loving, gentle human beings that we can. But unless we do that, we are missing an important aspect of this Buddhist way. We must be content in the moment, completely dropping all need for gain. We must realize that there is not one thing lacking, not one more thing in need of adding. And yet, and yet, if I don't keep moving forward on this bike, if I go into the kitchen and eat those extra chocolate chip cookies tonight, I'm just going to have to be complacent with myself being about twice as fat as I already am. There are choices to be made, good things and bad. I can fall into temptation at any moment. I can give into yielding to the anger and jealousy. But, well, Master Dogen spoke of unending practice enlightenment. And that means that everything is already enlightenment all around. There's not one thing to change. Yet everything, too, is unending practice. Every gesture, every action is a new moment in which we have the choice to manifest either the Buddha within us or, well, the devil within us, Mara. It's up to you. All through the day, constant opportunities to realize that there's nothing to gain and everything to be gained. So don't think that this way is about one of complacency or always just sitting still. It's about stillness as we keep moving. That's why this bicycle that's stationary, I keep pedaling, 
but really, where am I going? I'm still the same place I started. It's a very good symbol. I'm moving forward, maybe losing a couple of ounces, but yet I haven't moved an inch. I'm right in the middle of stillness. It's actually a pretty good symbol, I guess, for what I'm trying to say. When I sit on the cushion over here too, even though it looks like I'm sitting very, very still, the world is always moving. Did I get my point? Anyway, that's enough. And I've had enough. So uh, I'll see you guys next time. Okay? Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for the Treeleaf Zendo podcast. Treeleaf is an online practice place for people who cannot easily attend a Zen center due to health, location, work, childcare, or family needs. We provide netcast Zazen, retreats, discussion, Jukai, the support of fellow practitioners, interaction with a teacher, and all other activities of a Zen Buddhist Sangha, all fully online, accessible anytime, anywhere, without charge. Come build the future of online Zen community and practice.